What is up, everybody? This is the Couple on Fire podcast, season two, episode two. Today's episode, peace. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the cost of compromise, and that's coming up right now. Are you a Christian and you are looking to take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level? Then this is the channel for you. Welcome to today's show. I'm here with the always wonderful, always beautiful, and always most fabulous, Christy, my wife. Yeah, fantabulous. She's mine back off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget to share our episode. Please make, make us, help us uh, be the best, awesome, shared thing ever on Facebook, if you like it. If you don't like it, don't share it. That's okay. You please. can share it anyway. <laughs> Other people anyway. may like it. <laughs> yeah, we, always, we share a lot of things we don't like. Let's share. <laughs> Maybe you oh can share this too, okay? Hit the share button. Who's on today? Sarah's on. Marks. Remarks is on. What's up? Hey there, peeps. Hey, we're glad that you are here and joining us today. We're actually going to talk about something, uh, something that we see all the time, but we never really actually dive into it and talk about it. And it's about the ugly, ugly word of compromise. You know, compromise is something that we do naturally. We do we we do with everything. There's always some level of compromise in our lives. But we have to be willing to measure the cost of the compromise, whatever it is. You know, we always talk about balance and about the importance of, you know, seeking like the special uh, types of balance with, you know, any of your 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 faith side, your your physical side, your mental side, all this stuff we talk about all the time. But you have to be willing to compromise certain parts of that to make it all work. But some things there's a higher cost to uh, compromise than others. So today we want to talk a little bit about compromise. You want to share anything before we get started today, my love? Um, not really. I mean, the only thing is Josh and I talk about this all the time. It's really good to have accountability partner or um, someone that you're close to that can lovingly bring it to your attention. If you, cause small compromises, like I said, Josh and I talk about it all the time are so, um, vital to be aware of if you're doing it. I had posted, I don't know, years ago, it came up in my time hop. I love that app. Okay. If you don't have that app, you need to get it. Um, it's a good app that it said, uh, it only takes the devil, uh, his toe to get in the door. So it only takes him a little foothold to get a stronghold on your life. Mm, And I think it's so true. And we all like what we focus on is what happens, right? So when our focus is starting to go on problems or other things on our life and we forget to focus on little small compromises and we're just making decisions and we're not praying about them, um, all of a sudden you look back and you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. So. Yeah, compromise is one of them things that if you don't keep it at the forefront of your mind, kind of like self-awareness, that mm-hmm. you s- easily slip into certain areas of your life that you don't even realize. I know I was, uh, someone shared a story with me years and years and years ago, and it's about a guy that was uh, a bum on the side of the road, you know, like the guy that lives under the bridge, you know, like that, you know, the typical guy when we, someone thinks alcoholic, that's what they automatically think of is this person, right? Mm-hmm. And they said they, they ended up interviewing this guy and they asked him, they're like, how'd you end up here? And, you know, he said, honestly, I really don't remember what first happened to get me here. It was the small compromises along the way. And then finally, all of a sudden, it was like my life is completely in shambles. And it was the little tiny sacrifices that actually got me here, the little compromises of life, you know, the things that we don't think is a big deal. So today we actually want to talk about the three things uh, that surrounds compromise, Mm -hmm. you know. So the first thing that we want to share today 
is small sins seem harmless. They do. Is that true? Yes. I think it's pretty true. I actually struggle with this because um, I work in the secular world like most of you do. And it just seems like such a common thing that it's in the business world, right? So when you're going in and businesses are doing proposals to customers that put out um, bids, you know, so you go in as a company and bid to get their their service, you know, to get their business. And you go in and I it never would cease to amaze me that, uh, you know, a salesperson that kind of they don't outright lie, right? They just kind of like make things seem, they kind of fluff it up a little bit. And I have such a hard time with that. And I have to be consciously aware of those things because I'm like, that's not okay. Like we can be proud of the business that we are Mm -hmm. and what we provide and what we stand for. And if we can't be proud of those things and we have to embellish anything that we provide, then maybe we should look at changing that so we could actually be honest about what we're talking about. And it's so prevalent in um, the world with, especially in business that I've seen that it's just small little things here and there. And I've never had a company personally ask me, you know, ask me to lie, but I've seen, especially when it comes to sales and all that stuff, just little compromises like that. That's the first thing that comes to mind. And that's a sin. Like you go out and you're surrounded, maybe everybody that you're primarily around in your workforce. And it's literally just common knowledge. Like Hmm. it's no big deal. You start questioning, am I like being a prude? Am I like, is this something that's normal? Hmm. It, and it starts making us question it. And then the bottom line is, are you telling the truth? Are you being honest or you're not? And that's the things that I have to remind myself of and I have to pray about it and just say, you know, am I being like, I don't know. Am I just being like a stickler? Cause I can be a stickler for rules. I'm not flexible hardly at all. You can ask him. He, he helps me to not be so rigid in my rule following. <laughs> so I do try to be self-aware about those things. Yeah. It's good for me that she's that way though. It does help us balance each other out. But yeah, if he embellishes, <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> color outside the lines. I don't even color in the lines. Like I'm only outside the lines. That's how I like to do it. Oh my So, God. but it reminds me of kind of what you're saying. You know, I remember hearing a thing, a challenge a while ago. And I said, you know, try and go a whole day without telling a lie, like any kind of lie, like not even a white lie. Not even if someone says, don't look fat in this. You're like, be like, yeah, you kind of do. You know, like honestly be honest. All that is so hard to do. And those are little compromises we make. Now we make excuses of why those compromises are okay. And I just want to bring up a small example of me personally. It's happened in the past. Now this isn't a big deal to everybody, but this is a big deal to me. When I first think oh, I of, can't wait to hear it. of compromise, she knows the story, but you know, when I think of compromise of, you know, the small sins that we feel are harmless, it's, it's the burden that we carry along with it. Now it may not affect everybody else, but it's how it affects us. And then how that can transform into other parts of our lives. So years and years and years ago, I was in sales, I was in car sales. And I remember, uh, my uncle, my mom's brother came to me and he was looking for a pickup truck and, I had sold him vehicles before and he was looking for this pickup truck and he wanted a four wheel drive and he asked me for this four wheel drive and had a really hard time finding him this specific truck, but I wanted the sale. I ended up finding the pickup truck that he wanted, except the four wheel drive shifter was on the floor. Now, all your newer vehicles all have the push button four wheel drive. They're not on the floor. Okay. That's, that's, that's 
undesirable. Nobody wants the extra four-wheel drive on the floor. But I ordered it anyway, and I figured, you know what? I can get him to take it. I can get him to take this. He's my uncle, and I can get him to take it. So when he showed up to pick it up, he saw it, and he was uncomfortable because he was like, I don't know how to confront you about this. And he looks at me, and he's like, I don't remember. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this they're all like this. They're all like that. They're just all like that. And I still hold on that today. My uncle, yeah. unfortunately, took his own life many, many years ago. And this was probably four or five years before he did do that. And mm. I carry that burden now. And at the time, it was a small compromise. I, I compromised, you know, who I was. I compromised my character, my integrity, just to lie about that little bit, what, for a sale that I made maybe 300 bucks on? Maybe not even that, maybe $200 on at the time. You know, and it's those small little sins that we compromise with that now it lives with me. It, it, it lives with us for so long. You know, you got to ask yourself, like, is the sin that I'm doing now, is it really a compromise? Is this little tiny thing, is it just a small foothold? Like Christy said, you know, the devil gets just his toe in the door. Is this an opportunity that really can open up to a much bigger issue? And sometimes doing the truth, most of the time doing the truth, being the truth is hard until that's who you are, until yeah. that becomes who you are. And those were those little small sin compromises. They feel harmless, but they're not harmless. They add up over time. Yeah, they do. And it, the thing about it is, is that it'll eat away at you. So it, without you even realizing it, you know, you'll start suffering with depression or you're not going to be able to sleep. Those things get embedded. It actually grow makes the Holy Spirit groan. If you mm. look up in the Bible, it'll talk about, um, the Holy Spirit groaning inside of you. Uh, and so it's really important to be aware of those things and then also, you know, pray and repent to God for them. But if you did, you know, you start getting convicted about it, what, then turns into hard. None of us are perfect, right? So it's like, if you do tell a small little white lie like that, and you're trying to convince yourself it's no big deal, but you're being convicted about it to go and make it right with that person or, um, or your spouse or whoever, it's important to go do that because your conscience will then be clear. You'll grow within that, all of that. And I think we start getting down on ourselves because maybe we'll think thoughts in our head that aren't righteous or they're not Christian. And then if we start, I, I know me personally, like if I leave a conversation with someone and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, that person was so annoying. <laughs> then I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I shouldn't think that. And then I start feeling bad, but it's, we, as long as we don't act on that, as long as we don't yeah. gossip about it, if you start thinking wrong thoughts in your head, that's going to happen. That's our flesh. If you look up in the Bible, you know, it's, um, I forget what prophet, if one of you guys remember who it is, put him down there. He says, you know, I know what's right. I know what I should do. And I still don't do it. And he'd get so mad at himself about it. Yep. And that, and that's the part about growth. That's the part where we're like, okay, I need to make a more of a conscious effort, more of an effort on this and read scripture about it and pray about it. Yeah. It's funny because I just had a phone call today with a friend of mine and I was talking about, uh, you know, Christy and I are both, uh, recovering alcoholics. You know, we had a life, our season of our life where we were really indulged in that. And, you know, we found sobriety, found Christ, mm -hmm. you know, and, and our life is so much better, but you know, sometimes we get talking about it, about how like, you know, we had fun at certain points yeah. of our lives, you know, and if we're not willing to accept and say it was okay that I thought that I had fun then, but I know what that leads to, that prevents us from feeling guilty about the thoughts that we have. I mean, I've had dreams and I've told Christy, I'm like, I've had dreams where I felt like I went out and got completely yeah. drunk. And then and the next morning I woke up and I had to question my sobriety. Yeah. 
I've done that. I'm like, <gasps> I'm, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Like, I am like, oh my gosh, did, did everything I've worked so hard for, everything that I've put all my time and energy, did I lose it all? And if I can't have an open, honest conversation with somebody about that, you know, it, it really throws us off kilter. It's okay because that's our sin nature. I woke up crying. Like I woke myself yeah. up crying because in the dream, I'm like, oh my gosh, one night. And now I have to start counting all over. I'm so disappointed and I'm yeah. crying. And then I wake up and I'm like, I appreciate those dreams though. Because yeah. I'm like, okay. I, yeah. That's how, that's how much it would affect me. That's how much it would hurt me. So I don't start thinking like, oh, I can just have one. That's fine. No. no, we're never bigger than our sin. No, we're never. That's why having a close relationship with Christ is the most important part. Not just overcoming the sin, but the relationship portion. Because the relationship portion is what keeps us away from those small sins. Because those small sins will eventually compromise, 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 build into a snowball, and then it just completely overtakes us. And that's where, like, when you mentioned that, that's what made me think of it. Because, you know, it's okay that... it's it's. We have to understand that we have to have a level of acceptance when it comes to our thoughts. And we have to capture them, and we have to allow the Holy Spirit to work on our, our heart in that, and then say, it's okay that I thought that. Not have guilt and you know remorse over that and beat ourselves up over it. It's whether we act on it or not. So what one thing that I want to say about it, though, about the small sins, is we're always going to have small sins in our life. We're because we, that's why we need God. That's why we needed Jesus to come die on the cross for our sins. It's not that once we get saved, we all of a sudden miraculously no longer sin. So don't get too hard on yourself thinking like, Oh, there's no point in even trying because I'm never going to be perfect. That's where people get caught up in the trap. And I really think that's where these small compromises start coming into your life because people just start thinking like, Oh, I'm never going to be perfect. Anyway, I might as well not even try. And that's not true. Like it's important to recognize the small compromises that you're making and make an effort and be persistent and consistent with what you're trying to be more Christ-like in your life. It's very, very important. Don't get so overwhelmed with it that you don't just stop trying. Just understand like this is part of the growing the growing Pro- progress over perfection. Yeah. Right. That's what we've yeah. always been said. M- number two, the second point we want to make about compromise is the easy path has hidden costs. The easy path has hidden costs. Does it not? Though? That's the small compromises. It is. But, but when we talk about the easy path, sometimes we think that we can take the easy way around. Right. So when I tell people at church uh, or people that are consulting in me about something that's going on in their life that's big. I'm like, you have to understand God's goal isn't to take you around the storm, the easy way out. He wants to, he needs to take you through it, which helps build our faith and our understanding of what he's trying to do in our lives. And that's the thing when we talk about the easy path has hidden costs. Every time we think we're going to shortcut something in our lives, every time we think we're going to cheat something like I did try to do with my uncle, uh, there's hidden costs. There's costs are, are, are in there. Yeah. It ends up costing you friendships. It ends up costing you your integrity. Like mm. Sean said earlier, never compromise your integrity. Oh, Mark shared that. Yeah, put Romans that up. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Romans seven nineteen. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep, I keep on, on doing. doing. Yes, yeah. and I can just feel the frustration yeah. in that verse because I have felt like that sometimes. I'm just like, I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And I think it's really when we're not going slow. Like when mm. we are very um, 
like the easy path has hidden costs that that's what turns into the easy path for us. When we have a busy schedule, when we're not taking the time to um, pray before decisions and being centered, you know, I tell people all the time, like you have to make sure you're at peace so that you can hear the Holy spirit whispering to you. Satan will be yelling and the Holy spirit just gives you small little whispers and will be tugging at your heart. Very soft. And it's, the easy path has hidden costs will be, I'm so busy. I, you, and you don't even realize it a lot of times you just have your day. You get, you let the day run you instead of you running your day. And you have all these things getting thrown at you and you just want to hurry up, make a decision, make a decision, make a decision. It's very important that you calm yourself. I catch myself. I'm not like that all day long. I'll be like crazy chaotic for like two or three hours at work. And then all of a sudden turn around. That's why I have verses on every single wall in my office of a picture format or a quote, because all of a sudden I'll look up and I'll be like, hold, hold on. Like I need to take a breath here for a second and actually think about what I'm doing. It's like when you drive home from work or drive to work or drive to church, someplace you go all the time and you literally end up there. And if you thought about the drive there, could you remember how you got there? No, because it's just, it's just second nature. You just go, your brain just goes on autopilot and you're thinking about all these other things. It'll do that when you're busy too. It'll just be autopilot. Like, um, I just need to eat. So I'm just going to grab this big fattening burger instead of being conscious of eating this salad, you know? And I know that's not exactly what we're talking about, but those are the small compromises. It's the diet too. It's your health. You know, and the easy path has hidden costs. The easy path, usually it's cheaper yep. to get fatter foods. Yes. And it's easier to lay on my couch and tell myself, I look good. And they're tastier. <laughs> okay. But that is the, that is exactly what we're talking about, though. Yeah. That's the stuff. Those are the compromises. And we, and, and a lot of times I watch, too, a lot of times with Christians, we we soft sell our stuff. Like, right, yeah. I didn't do crack today, so oh my. Eat I am being serious. I know you think that's funny, but we sell ourselves on the ridiculous <laughs> stuff of that, right? I didn't go out and murder somebody, so <laughs> I'm just going to compromise and eat this instead. And we really sell ourselves on that silly stuff. We really honestly do. Well, that's why gossip kind of gets put to the back burner, See? right? So there you go. It's like, um, I don't drink anymore or ever. I've never drank. I, um, I don't go out to bars. I don't party. I'm constantly serving in the church. I'm not mean to people, all of these things, but you gossip a little bit, you know, or you plant seeds or you hide the gossip around prayer. Like, Hey, so-and-so is going through this. I really need you to pray for them. (laughs) You know, and it's like, don't do that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't hide behind Jesus, you know, in order to justify gossiping about somebody. No, and that there is cost to be had in that because I'm telling you yeah. what, eventually that comes out. It comes out. And all of a sudden now all the fingers are pointed at you. You're the person that said it. You're the person that did it. You're, you know, all of a sudden now the Twinkies are missing from the cabinet. How did they come up missing? Whatever it is, right? Not Twinkies, but Pop-Tarts. I'm a Pop-Tart guy. I've been good, though, lately. You know, we asked everybody last week, you know, hold us accountable on this. We have done it. Mm-hmm. We have worked out the I days. Heard. Yeah, we sore. Okay. That super hard 10 minutes is kicking our butt, by the way. But, it's you know, we, we, we're cleaned, we have cleaned up our eating. You know, we've cleaned up our eating. We've, uh, you know, started working out, whatever. So the whole point is, is, you know, it's hard. We cannot... The, the easy way, you can't take a pill. You can't, you know, ask advice from somebody and then all of a sudden that advice is going to fix your problem. We have to put the work in. 
you know, have the to make sure not to, that we're all going to, our society is going to end up like the movie Wally. Okay. If you guys have seen that movie Wally, yeah, if you haven't, you. you need to watch it. It's a Disney movie. Yeah. And over time, all of us end up as huge gelatinous human beings just riding around, gelatinous. not even not even looking at each other with the screen in front of us. Yes. Gelatinous. All I can think is a bowl of jello. <laughs> That's All what right. they're like. like <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Number number three. Oh boy. Number three. Uh, Compromise can change your identity. It can. It can. It will subconsciously start to make you believe something about yourself that just isn't true. So um, la- I think it was last week. Might have been the week before. I talked about or Josh showed some things uh, for self-worth. Was that last week? Yeah. It okay. was last week. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's why that also could kind of um, filter over into this week about small compromises. It's important because you'll start having a belief in your head. And a lot of this I could get into, you know, Josh and I are both in school right now for psychology. So I could go into like this whole thing about how from a child, like what you've told throughout the years, what you've been told or what you've thought about yourself is just a vicious loop in your brain at this point. And it's very, very hard to rewrite that script. That's an automatic script in your head. God can overwrite it through scripture. But um, what we were talking about last week is that thing that's up in the bathroom with what you say about yourself. You know, like I'm honest, I'm dependable. I show up on time. I care about yep. my appearance. Those are important things to tell yourself. I know it seems small, but it makes a huge difference. Even when I'm talking to some of my employees at work, you can, you can, you could see people, their posture change. Like when you start telling them like, you're better than that. Like we are better than that. We can expect more out of ourselves. We want to be best in class. And you can see people sit up straighter. Their head gets taller. They People want to be proud of themselves. Not conceited. Okay. Confident. Yes. Confident. You know, and it's like, I am a good person. I can be confident in myself. I'm not perfect, but I, and I hate that when people say that. I know I'm going off on a tangent right now. I know I am, but I hate it when people say that. They're just like, I am proud of myself. I'm not perfect, but I'm okay. No one's perfect. So I don't think we need to acknowledge that every time and keep telling ourselves that in our head. I think it's okay to say like, I'm proud of the person that I'm becoming. I'm proud of the progress that I've made. I'm proud of the, what God has brought me through and what he's continuing to do through me and for me. I'm proud of that. I always think of identity, you know, is and it's a term we learned in recovery is codependent. When you're a codependent person, you put your identity into somebody else. And it's funny because we don't, we're not born codependent, right? We're born, we're born dependent because we're children. And then as time goes on, we get in bad relationships that teach us all these things. And then we become this person that makes compromises on behalf of ourselves to help benefit other people. And then we become at sometimes people that are willing to tell other people whatever they want to hear in the moment. So we're willing to make that sacrifice and the people that suffer is we, we think is only us, but it's not true. All these compromises actually and eventually end up changing our identity, who we are. It, it, it removes our values. You know, it, it, um, it removes and changes can change our faith and what we believe in God. These are things that I've wrote down. And, um, mm-hmm. and actually changing who, who God is to us. You know, we, we, these compromises actually can do that. We start allowing other people to speak truth into our life that we mm-hmm. take as truth because we're making the, the compromise, allowing them to do that. It actually can start to alter ourselves, you know, and the challenge that we're going to share this week, which I'm going to come up in a minute really plays a big part in that. But 
we have to be careful that all these compromises that we make in our lives really alter, completely alter about the type of person that we are and our identity. You know, we're willing to lower our values. We're willing to lower our integrity, which I shared earlier about myself, you know, in years before. You know, that really changes on who we are. It changes exactly how we see ourselves and what we're allowing the world to see about us, our full identity of who we are. That's why we really need to pay attention about all these little tiny sacrifices and compromises that we make on a daily basis. You know, we're going to work and we're not at church. You know, how are we conducting ourselves? Are we go ahead and just joining in uh, in all of the, the, the gossip or the, the really nasty talk that's happening around the water cooler? You know, are we not acting like we normally would around family members when we're not around family members? Are we making those compromises? What ends up happening is it really changes our identity and who we really are. We become guilty and we really become aware of that, self-aware of that, and we feel really bad about ourselves. And that alters us completely. Yeah, these small compromises, though, too, um, really will affect uh, your self-worth. So I struggle massively with self-worth. And that's from, I know we've shared on here before, a lot of the history of, you know, I was very, I was sexually abused and physically abused and emotionally abused growing up. And I um, suffer greatly with my self-worth, which then also kind of is parallel with codependency. So I have to catch myself a lot. I mean, on a daily basis, people are asking me to do something or ask my opinion or something or want to hang out with me or want to do something and, or ask me to take on extra responsibility or added things. My, I'm not kidding you. My first thought is I have to do it or they won't like me or they'll be mad at me. And believe it or not, a lot of people wouldn't believe that about me because I seem like I'm such an outspoken opinionated person, which I am, but I, um, take on those added responsibilities because I don't want people mad at me. I want to be the best because I chase after the perfection in a raw, in an unhealthy way, be not physically, but, um, with the type of person I am because I struggle with self-worth, I'm constantly striving to be the most honest human being on the face of the, the earth. Like if I even remotely do anything embellishing. That's why I think he's helped me so much. Cause if I even embellish a little bit, I'm like, I can't do that. That's lying. And I can be over the top a little bit. So it all goes together. If you start making small compromises, it does affect your thoughts about yourself. It does affect how well you sleep at night. It affects mm. who you are as a person internally. You start believing lies about yourself. You start telling yourself, your subconscious mind will start telling yourself you're not a good person. You're a liar. You it you have to fight against those things. If you catch yourself in a compromise that you did, make it right. There, you're gonna do it for the rest of your life. You, like I said, we're all sinners. When you ca- when you realize that the Holy Spirit convicts you of it, make it right. That's all you gotta do, and then you feel better afterwards. The person may be mad at you, but in the long run, I mean, heaven is where we're looking to go, right? And to stand in front of Jesus, I don't yeah. think we think about that enough. Stand in front of D- Jesus on Judgment Day and have him look at us and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. He's not expecting us to be perfect. He's expecting us to take ownership and responsibility of our lives. Yeah, the cost of, of compromise is an imperfection. Right. It's in how can I be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. I love that you say that. You know, I'm not trying to be better than her. I'm not trying to be better than anybody else. I just want to be a better version of what I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that's saying, you know what? I'm going to pay attention to the compromises I do make. And I'm going to make a valid effort 
to move past that just a little bit more. You know, so each week we do a challenge. Uh, but first, I want to show this uh, quote. It says, the key, if you want to build habits that last, is to join a group where the desired behavior is the normal behavior. Yeah. And that's, that's all about compromises. When we get ourselves around the wrong people, we will easily make the wrong compromises, the wrong compromises. And what ends up happening when we decide to implant ourselves into a new community of people that we feel that we don't belong in, we have a hard time doing that. But what will eventually happen is we will eventually start to form new habits of compromise in a different way. We'll start leaving behind those poor compromises and start taking on new habits that's going to help take us to the next level, our faith, our family, and our future. So today's challenge that we want to challenge you with is, is who is your community? Who are you surrounding yourself with? You know, is it people that are willing to take and make all these compromises or you feel like you're making all these poor compromises and it really isn't putting you where you feel like you're in a bucket of lobsters, right? Where they just constantly are pulling you back down and you stay there because you feel bad because they're good people and because, you know, they're, they don't, they don't mean anything by it, right? Yeah. Or are you saying, you know what, I'm going to do whatever it takes to take my faith, my family, and my future to the next level, and I'm tired of making these compromises that it's time for me to change my community, right? Yeah, I I love that. It's um, It can be tiring, like when you get around, when you first start going around a group of people that um, have good ethics and good morals and you know when I first got sober and we started going to the church you it's a huge I laugh because it is such a huge weight on your shoulders because you feel like you have so much work to do you mm. feel like you are in the deepest hole and they're up on top and you're looking at them and you're trying to just crawl 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 mm. and there's so much work and sometimes the more you're crawling, it just seems like, you know, in the movies when the hall, the person's standing in the hallway and the hall's like, <laughs> it gets longer and longer. Yes, yeah. That's what it feels like. Sometimes it can be so overwhelming. So to get around a good community, community of people though, that can help encourage you through that, but also challenge yourself. Like you're getting around people that are making you want to be a better person yeah. to, to hold you to a higher standard. You are better than that. You can have better for your life. God wants better for your life. And it is hard work. I mean, that's why the Bible says, you know, it's a narrow path that's lonely. You know, it, there's lots of room, <laughs> you know, like there's, it's not busy. Okay. It's not crowded. Yeah. And that's why the Bible says that. We don't say that the Bible says that because it's so hard and it's just so easy just to eh, whatever, you know, I'll tell the truth tomorrow. Well, you're fine. suffering anyway. You know, we yeah. suffer in all the issues that we have and all these poor compromises that we make. We suffer anyway. Why not challenge ourselves to reach to the next level? The thing is that the next level will do what compromising in the wrong community won't do is you'll have fruit to show for it. You'll have success to show for it in certain. You'll have better character, better integrity. You will feel better about yourself. That's what the fruit is. And that's what gives you encouragement for doing that instead of sitting in the same place that you are today on that on that that hamster wheel of insanity going around and around and around and waiting for things to change and making these poor compromises and expecting tomorrow to be different you can't do that well and pruning hurts it, it always really, hurts it really does and god will prune you to grow you and it really hurts but what's the saying that you said 
And I love that you say it. I'm not going to say it nearly as good as you. I'm going to use dieting as an example. Um, but it's something to do with um, short-term gain. Like if you don't make long-term sacrifices for short-term gain or something yeah, like that. Sh- yeah, short, short, long-term pain. Yeah, now you got me. <laughs> so basically, if you do short-term gains, it's long-term pain. loss. There we go. Yeah. Short-term gain is long-term pain. So like short-term, yeah. like trying to make yourself happy right away, that big burger that Mark was talking about, he wants to go get a big burger yeah. now. It's like, yeah, if you do that every day, every single day, you're making yourself happy. But then a year from now, you're going to be huge jello. Like we were talking gelatinous. about earlier. gelatinous. There we go. <laughs> That's, the That's what we were talking about earlier. But if you eat healthy now, <laughs> if you eat healthy now, that that's not always as fun on a day to day basis. But no. a year from now, you could be healthier. You could yeah. be sleeping better. You could have more energy. And that's the like cost that. of compromise. Yes, there always. I is wish you could remember the, the exact way that we said it. We'll have to Google it and post it. Yeah, that that phrase. That, yeah, yeah. Short term. Short-term gain is long-term pain. Yeah, there is, there is an actual... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since I've used it. I put there, you on the spot. You did. I'm like... I froze like a deer. Um, here we go. Short... Mark says short-term pain can also provide long-term gain. Yeah. yeah. That's basically that's, what we're And saying. that's the gist of it. I'm actually going to put it on the screen. That's the gist of it. So exactly it's supposed to be, I think, long-term pain can provide short-term gain. No. no. <laughs> it's like the Rubik's Cube of like of like quotes we're trying to do here. Like uh, <laughs> okay. short term pain, something. Something, right. something. Right. One more time. <laughs> Just one more time. We're gonna try, I'm not one gonna more try time. no more. We're gonna try no. one more time. So anyway, so we hope this episode uh you found some encouragement from. You know, when Small we compromises people. When we no. talk about yeah, when we talk about compromise. Christy and I can relate very well to that. You know, we we can relate to what it means to, to to try and pull yourselves away from a community of people that we did feel were good people. You know that yeah. that had value to to their lives and stuff. But we wanted to take ourselves to the next level. And doing that, you have to be willing to make that 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 jump, that leap of faith. You know, yeah. and and join a new community. You know, it's we, even though sometimes we don't feel like we fit one hundred percent. That's okay. We're progressing, and that's exactly what Christ wants for us. Yeah, and that's you know? what we, why we wanted to start this podcast. That's ultimately, exactly right. yep. is because we don't always feel like we fit in anywhere, really. Yeah, you and know? it's tough, but we fit in with you, you know. And that's the thing. It's and we like, want you to fit in with us. Yeah, you know, we have fire tribe, and that's the whole point. That's the whole point and purpose. You know, we don't fit in here, we don't fit in there. But like, you know, when we want to take everything to the next level, yeah. there is a place for us. You know, not everybody's perfect. Okay, actually, I can only think of one person ever that's been perfect, right? And the whole point of that is, is well, we're, gonna, we're gonna, we're <laughs> gonna, hello, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna kidding. make, we're gonna make compromises in our lives. But let's learn from them, and let's make sure we weigh the cost of that compromise before we decide to do that. So, yes, hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you guys probably next week. Yeah, we'll see ya. Bye.